listening to the show with Sam and Joe. This is episode 192 for May 17th, 2018. This week, we talk about brains with googly eyes, straight people appropriating twinks, peeing maple syrup, Nintendo Switch hacking, and our Drag Race update. So stick around for the the show. show. One, two, three, clap. Ah, well. Wonderful. You're listening to the show. With me and Joe. How are you doing? How is everyone doing? Answer. Whoa, 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 whoa. Three seconds of silence. Everyone, let me know how you're doing. Ready? Here we go. What? You interrupted them. (laughs) You just interrupted all of our viewers. Wow. Uh, Rude. Well, I I guess, how are you doing, Sam, since you obviously need to talk? (laughs) I thought this was a group therapy session. (laughs) This is not. This is no. This has never been. Well, this is like a. A two gays therapy session. I guess like so. bitching at at each yeah, at like brick walls basically. Gays bitching. I could not believe it. I'm sipping on literal tea this week. Ooh, she's sipping on tea. Well, Joe, Joe's basically vegan. Everyone, I want to make that announcement. He's on the Tropicana diet. In I'm which on he the only Tropicana diet. Juice. You try to get. You see if you can get so much vitamin C in one day that your pee turns a bright orange. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Tropicana going in, Sunny D coming out. Oh, honey. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Ain't Sunny D just watered down orange juice? I don't know. Don't sue me. What, I feel like I, this, no experiments have been done on Sunny D. Mm, is that is that okay? Is, is experiments on Sunny D, does that mean it's like animal cruelty? I don't know, but whenever I think about animal cruelty, like I think them trying to make up on animals, I think, oh my God, that eyeshadow would look so good on Piggy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. hey, you're not testing on any animals, I see. Well, take this one. Piggy you know? for RuPaul's Drag Race season 11, everyone. And they, they like, like they put on a, like a, a Sierra, a Sienna, wait, what is Sierra? Sierra. Is that a color? I don't, Sienna? Isn't Sienna a Sienna, color? Sienna, burnt Sienna. Like they put on a burnt Sienna eyeshadow and I'm like, oh honey, he's more of like a spring summer. Mm. Can you put on like a pink lip gloss? Burnt sienna look, just looks like a just like a reddish brown to me. Yeah, burnt sienna is not very pretty, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I don't think you should wear it if you're like under forty. I know. I you burnt know? sienna looks like okay. So a long time ago, I had hepatitis. This is this actual true story, and I didn't realize I a, had B hepatitis. C, honey, mm-hmm. maybe I needed more what, vitamin a, C in my a, diet. Wait, wait, which hepatitis did you have? Oh, uh, it was it wasn't sexual because I was like fourteen. At least I mm. hope it wasn't sexual because I mm-hmm. was not sexually active when oh. I was 14. Like the food poisony one? Like like the hepatitis where you got hepatitis because there was fecal matter in food that you ate or drank. Sure. That is what sure. I got. Hashtag sure. Montana, ladies and gentlemen. Um, sure. I got hepatitis. I was bedridden for the whole month of July. Like this was many years ago when I was like, um, I think it was eighth grade, freshman year. That's when you're 14, 15 ish. Anyways. <clears throat> I went to the bathroom, I peed, and my urine looked burnt sienna. This exact color was the color of my urine, and it smelled like maple syrup, and that was a big fucking problem. So then they took me to the hospital, and they were like, you know what? You have hepatitis. And I was like, okay, what do I do? And they were like, well, you just wait it out, girl. Um, First of all, having urine that smells like maple syrup doesn't seem like a problem to me. <laughs> mm, this that burnt sienna like the, urine and <laughs> everything must be great. The, my body's working the opposite. fine. <laughs> that's the opposite of a problem. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. how maple syrup's made. It's just a bunch of people with hepatitis urinating into bottles and you sell them. 
Wow, we solved so many problems on this. We just opened the eyes. We're opening the eyes of the world. Next week, world hunger, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna oh, do honey, it. Oh, honey, let's tackle it, honey. Mm, yes, honey. <laughs> but yeah, I'm yeah. drinking. Oh well, I've got I've got ginger lemon tea right now because Ooh. Justin's sick, and I, that's why I'm on the Tropicana diet. Just mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the listeners know, I'm not just drinking you know, copious amounts of Tropicana for fun. I mean, it's not like that you've been eating only one food group for months ever before. (laughs) Yogurt, anybody? Mm, Yogurt? Yogurt fest. Was it 2018 or 2017? Oh, that was just last year, my yogurt phase. Mm -hmm. Joe's Joseph yogurt song. And the one I always mention, my fish and milk phase. That is like every time you like I'm physically triggered by it. Like I it's just revolting. I can't eat seafood. To this day, I cannot eat any seafood. Uh, but the thing is, I don't think frozen. I don't think frozen fish sticks is seafood. I feel like that's like I don't know what that is. Um, Long John Silver's, honey. If you if you whoa whoa whoa, are you telling me Long John Silver's isn't quality seafood? <laughs> you know, whoa 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 whoa, whoa. back might, it up. Honey. Might have to have an argument about this. <laughs> back, back it up. Back it. Back that truck up. Mm, back that truck speaking full of, of fish uh, sticks up. Speaking of mass murdering animals. Oh great! I'm got, ready. I, I got one for you. Uh-oh. Um, okay, so did you see this news article about reanimating dead brains? Didn't we talk about this? Uh, I don't think we talked about this one, did we? We've talked a lot about brains and stuff, but okay, we the have. pig brains? No, we have not talked about pig brains on the podcast. This is new. Okay, so uh, a Yale University neuroscientist said he has reanimated dead brain cells Using pumps, heaters, and bags of artificial blood warm to room temperature. Dead pig brains. Uh-oh. So, like, basically, it's kind of like a living brain in a bucket. That sounds like us. And We're kind of so, like living uh, brains in buckets. Oh, honey. Metaphor for life in general, <laughs> though, right? Oh, my God. We can only see as much as our own senses limit us to. Oh, which, wow. So, like, an ethics person. Okay, so the pigs did not regain consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um. The team said it may be possible to restore awareness, but like it's kind of a murky water, like you can't really go in there ethically yet mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like this uh uh ethics lecturer said this would be if like if you did this to humans, it would be like a living hell. Yeah. Because you would be you would have no sensory access to the outside world oh my god and i was trying to imagine what that would be like like if you were just literally a conscious brain in a bucket like no eyes no hearing how would you even know that that was what your situation was like i know people can be blind and deaf Mm -hmm. but like they have a sense like they usually have like sense of touch yeah they have a sense of touch they can taste they can smell yeah you've got like access to the outside world whereas like if you were just a brain you wouldn't need to eat like oh my god that sounds like so a like actual, you, like, the worst thing that could ever happen to you. You would literally just be trapped inside your mind, like, forever. Yeah, it's like you're in your own prison with, like, nothing that's to like, do, no sensors. That's what depression is, you know? That's oh, what wow. it feels like. Oh, Tra- wow. <laughs> trapped inside your brain for the, with nothing but your thoughts for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. This episode's brought to you by therapy and medication. Oh, honey. <laughs> I'll take two right now. I'll take two, honey. Um, I that sounds like the worst thing ever, and I do. I don't. I don't even want people to even try this on pigs. Like, I feel bad for the fucking pigs, the pig brains that yeah. have to deal with this. See, they were. I mean, like theoretically, you could. Like, they were talking about maybe someday it being able to restore that awareness to the outside world, but like 
imagine like if you were the first brain they did this to and you were just like floating in a jar, maybe maybe it takes 100 years for them to like restore awareness oh, to the God. outside world. And I, I honestly feel like you would go insane being trapped inside your own brain. Right. Like, that. like how would no? that even happen? Like I like I don't even understand what that would be like. It, it sounds yeah. like actual torture. I feel like that's that like it's something I never thought of what that would even be like. You I mean, maybe I mean? you'd think of it if you were trapped in your own brain for 100 years. You'd finally get to that point. Maybe so. Here, let's do a little test. Poke your eyes out, stab your eardrums out, cut off your tongue, mm-hmm. and scalp your whole body. Well, that's what, me, it's, that's what it feels like know. when I do the podcast, so we're already there. <laughs> hey! 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 Oh, well, anyway, they said this could theoretically work on primates such as humans, so... How about we just don't? I'm going to draw the line here. How about we just don't do that to any sentient being? I'm over it. I'm just like, that just doesn't sound like a good idea. You know, I don't know if I'm for or against. I don't know. Maybe they should test it on you. I want them to just glue googly eyes onto the brain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're so simple. And put like a, a carrot nose on it. Like a like a snowman, only it's you're tortured inside. Oh my god! And it could be an art installation, and you just look at it, and you know something's in there. There's Yoko Ono screaming in, in the background into a microphone. <laughs> it's at the MoMA. It's a whole exhibit. Oh my god! And every individual, everyone gets to walk in individually and have a moment in the room with it, like that. Uh, that the artist is present. Do you remember oh, that yeah. artist who, who just sat who, at the who table? Did that? She's really famous. She is really famous, and I don't remember who she is. But Mar- Marina yeah, Abramovic is her name. And you just walk in. She's sitting at a table, and you just sit at a table in front of her. Right. And you just look at <laughs> only each it's other. just a brain, just on and a she, table. Only it's just a brain with googly eyes. <laughs> God, so I, for some reason, I, I don't know why I just brought Yoko Ono up just because the, I think Yoko Ono did an art installation at the MoMA where she was like butchering oh, a Katy Perry song. And I feel like, wow, we don't like Katy Perry. So I I, I appreciate this. I just I, I don't rem- remember if you uh if you knew this. But are are we allowed to like Yoko Ono? I feel like Yoko Ono is less of a musical artist and more of a performance artist. Well, that's what I'm saying. I Sometimes I read news articles and I think, hey, she sounds kind of cool. But then I'm like, am I allowed to like Yoko Ono? Like, what does like, the she hive like, mind say about Yoko yeah, Ono? Yeah, I need to get into the, the Internet's brain and figure out. If she's problematic or not. Yeah, what's the problematic, right? Yeah, what's the sitch there? I feel like instead of, like, encyclopedias for knowledge, like, you know, like, back, oh, my God, back in the day, in, like, 1999, my sister, for her birthday, got a world book encyclopedia on CD-ROM, because, like, this is before, like, you know, Wikipedia or whatever. Yeah. Um, But I feel like nowadays... Since we have Wikipedia and we have, you know, knowledge all around, we need an encyclopedia of why things are problematic. And then mm. it'll just be it, it's just going to be a phone book because everyone's going to be in it at the end of the day. Right. But I feel like it would be constantly changing. True. True. Like right. one day, like one day we hate Kanye and the mm-hmm. next day we love Kanye. And mm-hmm. I can't keep up with whether I'm supposed to love or hate Kanye. The thing is, is so I, I just I, steer clear of him. Yeah. yeah you know? Kanye's for the straights. I just don't even enter that realm. You know, oh, my God. 
Speaking of straights, did you hear straight people are trying to take the word twink from us? This is fucking hilarious. It was going around my Twitter, like, was it yesterday or two days ago? Like, this is a recent fucking occurrence. Where was this article at? Was it on, like, the New York Uh, Times or something? New York Times article calling it the age of the twink. And they were like saying, hey, straight people can be twinks, too. And I'm like, no, they can't. That's our word. (laughs) That's our word. No. You don't take that word. And like if when other people like I feel like when straight people use the word twink, it's like offensive kind of. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And like when we use it to describe each other, it's not. Yeah. Which is similar to, I think, other words that other like minorities have. Mm hmm. Not to that extreme. Yeah. But but it's like it's it's part of our it's part of our um, minority culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't take twink from us. OK, honey, that is our thing. And they were acting like it's something new for like straight guys to be like slender. And it's, it's like, like you aren't a twink. You're skinny. Bye. Yeah, you're skinny. <laughs> Get out of here. Like, I don't know. It's like calling like every hairy guy that's straight a bear. It's like, no, like we use we have these like. In, in gay land, we have these, I don't know, we really like to put ourselves in boxes because, I don't know, as a society, we're like categorizing ourselves to the nth degree. And so, like, we have twinks and we have bears and we have otter, otters and I don't know why they're all, they're all animals. Is a twink an animal? A twink's not an animal, Wolf, is it? cubs. Cubs? No, a twink's not an ravioli. But, like, every other word that describes <laughs> a, a, a part of the gay community via so your... So, in the article, it described the, like, root of the word twink. Oh, okay. So, they think it's either from, like, this old word twank, mm. like T-W-A-N-K, which I actually like. That sounds more Southern to me. Yeah, that does sound Southern. Like, twank. Or it's, like, short for the Twinkie. Mm. You know, like, the, the food. Yeah, I think that thin, was in that article. White. I For once, I did read an article. Mm-hmm. But I completely forgot it the moment I finished reading this it. This is it was why a very there's short no point. article. There's no point this in reading is, the article. There's no nowadays. point. No, there's just... no point in us doing research for this podcast because my short term memory shot. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to read. Exactly. See, it's, like, why do lucky. we even have a podcast? This is just this oh my is the God. worst situation we could. We be sh- in. we should cancel the podcast. It's over. Make it into a video podcast of just our brains floating <laughs> with googly in eyes. Jars. With googly eyes. <laughs> it's just like an you hour get- and a half of just silence and just like bubbling. I mean, honestly, you'd probably get more from that, you know. Yeah, that sounds about right. Jesus. Well, yeah, okay, straights. Try to take away like we just got gay marriage, okay? Like you aren't us. Like we are we are different than you. We have our own culture. We have our own vernacular. It's like um the F word among gays. Mm, like yes. not fuck, but you know, I don't I don't personally use the word. Yes. But it's like straight people really can't use that yeah, word. Yeah, that is not their word. And it's in no. it, it's like I use it sometimes, but um I am a problematic person and I only use it in situations where like I'm around friends who understand that yeah. I'm not trying to be an asshole. But even with that, like there is still a lot of baggage. You can like even as a gay man, you cannot fling that word around all the time around everyone because yeah. it is like there the situational. are like, like that's the word that you get yelled at when you're getting beaten to death on a fucking like like anywhere like that is it's a yeah there's a lot of baggage that comes with that word i feel like some people can reclaim it but i don't think it's for everyone and i don't think that it's a word that you should be shouting at the fucking roof rooftops because a lot of people are affected by that and it's certainly not straight people yes certainly especially them that is yeah. not their word to use it's not their yeah. word to reclaim if it wants to be reclaimed you know it's just like yeah anyways i i 
straight people aren't twinks the end why who who wrote this article like what i don't i actually don't know i it says at the bottom hold on the age of twinks there was a twitter thread like so so, like so sometimes i read an article and then i like don't quite pick out all the problematic things with it Mm -hmm. but then you go and you see what other people found problematic about it and you're like oh yeah that was problematic Mm -hmm. and so that's what there was like this whole twitter thread about what the issue was oh look mm-hmm. twank a 1920s british slang for a client of gay male prostitutes well there you go well there you go we figured it out and they were like hey ty sheridan in ready player one isn't buff and it's like okay he's a skinny he's nerd. not a twink yeah he's not a fucking twink is he i mean if he's mm-hmm. gay in player one i would say that we could call him a twink but he's not so that's not the word to describe it nick Haramis wrote this mm. no idea who that is so yeah, there are a bunch are of Are you Twitter looking at pictures of him? Oh. No, I'm not. No, I'm I'm going through Twitter. There was like, it was under Twitter moments. That's where I like initially found the story. Yeah, and same. was like, oh no, don't do this. It's this not a word. Mm-hmm. Or did you find it? The the Twitter moments thing? Uh, No, I'm just, I, I just typed in the age of the twink on in mm. Twitter search. And I'm just like, mm. it's a bunch of gays talking about it. Age of the twink. It's like, yeah, twinks have been around forever. Like, just the, I don't know. I feel like we're in the age of toxic masculinity becoming a little less toxic. I think that's what the article was supposed to be about. But of course, you have to interject, you know, calling every non-buff, non-super mask person that is straight a twink. Like, no, no, girl. Like, that's not your, no, that's not the word you're looking for. I don't know. I'm moving on. Okay, let's move on. I'm over (laughs) I'm moving on from straight people. I'm leaving them in the past. Honestly, it's for the best. Um, Did you see the one about, I like to say it. The one about the the priest and the, oh, the Yeah, it makes it sound like I'm starting up a joke, but this is not funny. (laughs) The whole podcast is a joke. (laughs) Helmets helmets that measure your emotional state for workers. Uh, This sounds like some sort of shit where like you go to work and it's like, oh, you aren't happy enough today. You're fired. Well, it is kind of like that. So uh, there's Great. a Chinese company that's using it. Uh, they're mm. calling it's called Brain Surveillance. Okay, that doesn't sound and, creepy um, at all. So Hangzhou Zhongjing Electric is one of several companies equipping its laborers with helmets that read their brain activity. Mm. So basically, they can see if you're stressed, if you're happy, angry, or sad, and then they adjust the workflow accordingly. That's what they say, at least. Mm, so in other yeah, words, they don't it's send like, you to a political prison camp for being sad. Exactly. (laughs) Like, allegedly. Allegedly. So, like, the thinking is, hey, if you should have a nice boss, and if you're having a horrible day, he'll shift the workload around to make you have a little bit easier of a day. Which Mm, I don't think is like... Sure, Jan. Sure. That's what's going to happen. Well, I don't really think that should happen anyway. Right. Because then you could always come to work. Like, if someone were always coming to work with negative thoughts... Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I don't want, you don't make their life easier just because they're, I don't know. Well, that's kind of As the conservatives too. would say, this is thought policing. No, what you do is you slip them a couple antidepressants and you tell them to get back to work. I just feel like we need to put, like, I mean, we need to put Zoloft and Xanax in the water supplies. Mm-hmm. Then everyone will have zero emotions and everyone will just be, like, so neutral. It'll well, uh, they claim... Uh, they've improved profits by over $300 million in the past four years, but... Uh-oh. 
that other people are like, eh, like <laughs> there's a technology review said in a blog post that's incredibly doubtful mm-hmm. that they did that. Um, but uh, people are a little worried about this because, you know, China also has all those CCTV cameras. Exactly. Yeah. Like they're known to take things a little too far. Don't like, they have they, like a social credit score for every civilian, too? I haven't read enough about that, but I have, I've like heard of it. Yeah. Doing it. But, uh, they apparently, they use like WeChat to send you messages, to like send you message finds when mm-hmm. you jaywalk. Like, oh, wow. you know, it's, yeah. Which, uh, like, part of me is like, this technology is really cool because if you lose someone, you know where they are, like, almost instantly. Right. Like, if you lose your kid, mm-hmm. you know. But, but it's also like I, you, you step one, like you, you have one step out of line and the totalitarian regime is going to be like, nope, goodbye. Mm-hmm. So, I don't yeah, know. unfortunately, I think it's like this kind of power can never really be used 100 percent for good. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, my God. That's horrifying, though. Ugh, yeah, do not want. I'm I would. That. I want one, though, you know, just, just for shits and giggles or so well, you can I monitor Justin it. every day. No, <laughs> no, I want it for me. So when I'm like, like having a really bad day, I can like point to the measurements and be like, oh, I can't do a video today. I'm like depressed. And then I like show the chart and it's like, sorry, I'm just not feeling up to it's myself just like, today. <laughs> it's a hand drawn pie chart and, and there's not split there's up crayon at all. The, everywhere. The, the pie chart's just a sad face. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone can't do a video today. Sorry. Just a frowny face and crayon. I'm just upset. I'm just so upset with my life. I don't know why. Um. Anyways, I. That sounds horrifying. I don't want. I don't want that at all in my United States of America. I want it. I mean, I feel like you could be the first beta tester in the U.S. I would do it. I'm all for. See, that is just the thing. We are never ever going to have. Like, I can't think of the last like president I would trust. With or like ruler of any country who I would trust with information. Right. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like I don't. I I don't want Donald Trump to have information mm-hmm. about anything. Yeah. Exactly. Quite frankly. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. So I, if I were in power, it'd be mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to abuse it. Yeah. Never. Exactly. Yeah. The only person. Never. The only person that's a good ruler is Joe. I feel like every to to everyone. Every the only person who's a good good ruler is. You. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, who you can 100% trust. I can't even trust myself half the time. If you can't trust yourself, how the hell are you going to trust someone else? Can I get an amen up in here? Uh, that quote is a lie. I mean, you're right. You're not it's wrong. Um, not a, the quote. Speaking of, of horrible, horrible things happening in our lives. Um, this is episode 192 of the show with Sam and Joe, which means that if Joe, unless there's some tragic accident, which definitely can happen, there's a decent mm-hmm. chance that both Joe and I could get in a fiery car accident. Joe could die in an Uber. Piggy could get too hungry and start nibbling at Joe's my, feet. My Uber driver could die. Your, yeah, your Uber driver could die and then you could wake up somewhere and then it would all be a lie. Um, yeah. Uh, I could just starve to death. I could be eaten by a mountain lion. I live in Montana, oh, for Christ's sake. There's enough crusted mac and cheese on your carpet <laughs> to keep you alive for a month. Honestly, you're probably right. Regardless, <laughs> our 200th episode is coming up in the next couple months. And Joe and I have no idea what the fuck we're going to do for it. So if you have some good ideas, please hit us up because we need all the goddamn help we can get. Um, obviously, it's not happening for like probably two months, I think. 
Um, but yeah, 200th episode is in our near future. And I think Joe and I are going to make it to our 200th episode. So we need some ideas on if you guys want anything special, what to be done for that episode. Just a public we barely do service anything. announcement. Like, didn't we do anything for our anniversary this past year? Mm, I don't think so. I know we did. We did stuff for our first anniversary. And we did stuff for our 100th episode. But like, I don't know. I, I don't, How many years is is that like four years almost? I don't want to think about there it. There are 52 weeks in a year. And it's 200. <sighs> mm-hmm. What's that? 200. Years. 52. Like almost four That's years. almost four years. 3.84 years. And we've skipped years. weeks. We've, yeah, since we've skipped, we've skipped so many weeks, then we, it's definitely been like four years. Yeah it's, yeah, it's definitely been four years. That's, oh my God, I'm ready to quit. I hate it. I hate you. I hate everything. Goodbye, world. Oh my God, Sayonara. I can't believe I was only 12 when we started this podcast. <laughs> Me. And now I'm only 16. <laughs> Uh, Joe's turning 16 for the 10th year in a row. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Well, before we move on to to drag race things, I I have a few things I want to I want to bring up. Um, Roll them out. Rolling them out. I think was it last week? I don't remember. I think this was in our in a in a bonus um, episode. I think this was two weeks ago. Um, We got a question um, about how. Um, was it, I think it was about making friends or something or making friends in a new city. Do you remember that? Yeah. So making friends in a new city, I think. And so this actually kind of ties in when I was recording the podcast a couple weeks ago, my sister was home. She was visiting the parents and she asked me, she's like, do you ever talk about me in the podcast? And I was like, no, I would, I would ask you before I talked about you. You're like family. I'm not going to just like shit on you all over a public podcast. She's like, you should talk about me more often. And so, so here it is, Hannah. Hannah's my sister. Um, she's in a long distance relationship with a really wonderful guy. She lives here in Montana and the guy lives in Oregon, in Portland. Um, and they've been going pretty strong for a couple of years now. They've been like dating on and off, but they've been like officially like in a monogamous long distance relationship, I think, for like a year. Um, and she he wants her to move to Portland in with him. And she is nervous because, like, obviously she wants to be with him, but it's a situation where she's worried that she's going to invade his life. Like, his life is going to be her life, and she's not going to, like, have her own friends or have her own activities to do. Like, she wants, you know, she's worried because she's going to be in a place where she doesn't know anyone. It's a completely new city. And, like, the only people that she's going to know right off the bat are associates of him and his friends and the things that he does because he's been there for, like, 10 years. And I think we, we kind of touched on this a little bit when we talked about this a couple weeks ago about how like you've been looking for clubs and stuff to go to like not like like clubs but like knitting clubs and like people you know people that are that are interested in the things that you are interested in personally like doing something on your own and not associated with your boyfriend even though you love him a lot um and so it was interesting because there was these parallels between stuff that we talked about a couple weeks ago and what she's going through now and so it's like Oh, wow. What what do I tell her? So I just I kind of told her what what we've been talking about in, in the past couple of weeks. It's like, you know, you can find stuff. She's a nurse. So she would be working at a hospital over there in Portland if she moved out there. Um, so she would have like colleagues that she would you know be associated with and she would probably make friends through work. But it's like it's that hard part of getting out and like trying to find a friend group with um, that are that are interested in things that you're interested in. Like she's really interested in hiking and the outdoors and stuff like that. Um, but so is her partner. And so it's like, what is you know, is it 
should should she feel really guilty for invading like if if this were to happen should she feel really guilty about being in a situation where all of her her partner's friends and his part and her partner's life becomes her life and should she make her own friends or should she like what's what i mean what have you done in dc with justin oh honey i have no friends <laughs> i don't want to no that's not true so like all of her concerns, mm-hmm. not to like, you know, freak her out. Exactly. But when I moved to Philly, that's a big part of like why it all fell apart. Mm. <laughs> like It's a real concern. That's what you're saying. Well, I was like, it, it kind of depends on like what you're looking for and what the person is like. Like, that's not the only reason things fell apart, obviously. But it mm-hmm. was like, you know, you move into a like that. And that was my concern moving here, too. It's like you move into a life. But then you also have to like your surroundings. Yeah. Like, I just, I didn't, I didn't like the surroundings I was in in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Like, they were not me. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the people. I didn't like the situations I was being put into or anything like that. Um, And that's also because me and the guy, we had nothing in common, honestly. Like, so, you know, yeah, his friends were not, they didn't gel with me at all. Yeah. Um, But, and I, I. It was only after I got out of that that I, like, started making the friends on my own and stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, like, um, I, I've, I've, we've gone out a couple times with, like, uh, viewers and listeners and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, we went to Trixie Mattel with uh, someone who'd been watching my YouTube channel for a long time. So, nice. I was, like, a friend, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but I'm more like, like, I, we had lunch or dinner one day this week with some of Justin's friends, and that was fun. Mm-hmm. But I do still yearn for my own, too. Yeah, exactly. You, know, like, you want to have your own life, you know? Yeah. It's one of those situations where, like, I think of a million different ways to meet people, but I never really go out. Right. Because I just don't like to. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, like, I don't know. It takes a lot of effort. Like it does take a lot of effort. I feel like you have to actually pursue something and mm-hmm. do something about it. Right. But I'm kind of at that point in my life where I'm, like, kind of fine. Right. Like, like Piggy's my best friend. I'm like, you <laughs> know. Yeah, like get Little a dog. Baby. Yeah, get a fucking dog. That's the solution. Get a dog. Like I've, I feel like I've hung out with enough people. I don't know. I feel like there are very specific types of people that have to be my friend. Right. Exactly. And if I don't like, and I honestly rather hang out with no one than hang out with people I don't really gel completely with. Totally so, agree. Yeah. I think for for my sister it's a little different because she's she's very extroverted. I'm the introvert, she's the mm, extrovert. Mm-hmm. And so she she yearns for that like she the, needs it. Yeah, she needs that um the the social interaction with a bunch of people and going out and you know to bars and hanging out with people and doing activities and stuff like that. The other solution in the in the the cards for them is for both of them to move to a different place together. Like for not for her her boyfriend to move to Montana and not for her to move to Portland. It would be like for them to both move somewhere where they could both have jobs but it's it's both unfamiliar for both of them. So they're kind of on an even playing field. The thing the thing is that's that's difficult is, you know, her partner wanting her to move in with him for him it's a really easy situation because that's his home like he's comfortable there he's lived there for like a 10 or 11 years and I, I don't think that he understands like how big of a change it is you know to just completely like lose everything and move somewhere else so I feel like it's a big thing yeah, yeah it's, like it's, it's a, a big deal huge because you spend a lot of time like building up your life yeah in, in different place. places especially if you like living there exactly you know what I mean? totally 
Like, for me getting out of Arkansas that first time, I was like, okay, bye. I may be moving to a shitty place, but I'm leaving a it's shitty place. It's not here, right? Yeah, yeah, it's not here. And then you get there, and then it's like a, just another hell. Right. You know? And that's still not good, though. You still want to leave when yeah. you're in that situation. It's a different kind of bad. It just, yeah, you know, it's not just the a, same It's bad. just a different kind of bad that's going to drive you insane. But, so, yeah, I... Part of me, like when I moved to Philly, I wanted us to move to a different, like a, our own, like a new state, a new city, right. you know, and it just didn't work out that way. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to be able to get, like, I didn't really, I wasn't getting what I needed from that relationship. Whereas now I get all of that. Like, I get all that from Justin. Yeah. Like, so I'm, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Whereas like... I feel like you have to make sure that you're getting what you need from the person you're with. And that's like number one. Mm -hmm. And then like number two is form your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're if you're moving to a different place that you've never been to before and you're moving into someone else's life, you have to really like that person first off. Like that relationship Mm -hmm. has to be solid if you if you want a chance in hell of like your living situation working out. You know, that's that's definitely you're definitely right with that. That doesn't that has to be priority number one. And then you can branch out from there if you have this like stable home life, you know, in this. I feel like it really like that's really the 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 make or break test like Mm -hmm. is when you live with somebody kind of totally like because you just you don't really know until you do it and then Mm -hmm. you do it. And then sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it's the best thing in the world. Yeah. Agreed. And so you just you just kind of have to try it out. Yeah, that's kind of what I told her is like at the end of the day, you aren't really going to know until you try it. And I feel like everything in life is really temporary, in my opinion, unless, you know, like death or whatever. There's some whatever in, in her situation, like moving places and jobs and lovers and whatever like that can all like everything at the end of the day. The only thing that's permanent is you and the life that you're living in or whatever. And so I told her, like, y- you are only going to know if it's going to work out if you just do it. Like, give yourself a year, you know, and like try to stick it out for a year. And if it really isn't working, then you tried it and it didn't work. But you aren't going to know unless you do it. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. But like when you know it's not working, mm-hmm. like GTFO. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. 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 Well, and it also helps like in my situation, like I had already been visiting here and staying here for a year. Before yeah, you were, I even you were definitely in. familiar. And she visits him. Like I see a lot of parallels between like the relationship that you have with Justin and how that started in a long distance sort of way. And like how you mm-hmm. guys are like, it seems like you are in a very healthy and good, happy relationship and how that could parallel with her because like they they met, you know, they he was a friend of a friend of hers and they've been visiting back and forth for years. And now it's just kind of getting to that breaking point where it's like something's got to give. Like, we really, really like each other. But we, you know, being apart just hurts a lot. So we got to make that change. And it's like figuring out what that change is and actually sticking to it and going with the flow and seeing if it works. It's just weird to me when people meet not through an app. Right? Yeah. Like in gay world, like, that's so typical. Yeah. Like, wow, a friend of a friend. Honey. Right? That seems so foreign. That's weird. Straight people are so weird. Let me just tell you. So fucking privileged. Honestly. Well, if the viewers have any any thoughts on this about 
these sort of like long distance relationships, wanting it to become not long distance relationships. You have any tips or tricks or any um, personal experience, please hit us up because my sister could use some advice. I could always use advice. We love hearing from you. So there you go. There's a little there's your shout out, Hannah. And I just don't need any advice. My life's pretty perfect. Yeah, Joe's life's perfect. And he's just worried. Everything just worked out. Listen, I think I I feel like I paid my dues. You did. In my 20s with like, you know, shitty people shitty places yeah you deserve to be happy for once That's oh for god sure if anyone deserves it that's what i tell myself every morning mm-hmm. when you, you wake know. up and you look in the mirror and you're like oh who's that pretty boy you're like honey you deserve this you deserve it well enough of licking joe's asshole let's talk about drag race what there's never enough of that <laughs> <laughs> ah it tastes like coconut oil oh my god and sunflower oil is are you using sunflower oil now well yeah, like that's that is what I use. Like oh, I thought it was coconut oil. I, Excuse me, sorry, I don't listen. No, sometimes I use coconut oil to like moisturize my body. But mm. like behole sunflower. Well, I might be getting some behole action in the future, so I might need some tips, but I'll keep you posted. Oh my god, you should start using it now. Okay. Gotta prepare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta get it nice and shiny for the big day. Yeah. We can do we can do like a tips and tricks some other time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Anyways, tips and tricks for this episode of uh, Drag Race. It was all about Cher, and uh, it was pretty painful to watch, let me tell you. Um, Surprisingly, the stage wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. But, I mean, the big big takeaway from this is ding dong, the witch is dead. (laughs) You know, Vixen Uh, is gone. Goodbye, Vixen. Okay, I'm sorry, but I, I can't, I can't when she cries. Like, I can't. Mm-hmm. I absolutely can't. I can't deal with it. I can't. It's like, just like, just, it's I had to be like so turn away from the now. TV. It's going to be so different without the Vixen because I feel like, like, I, cause I felt like that she sucked all the emotional energy out of the room every time she was there and every time there was an argument. Like, it was, she was just like so fiery all the time. I'm just like, I don't know if I'm going to be bored or if I'm going to be just like serene. <laughs> like, I, I, just don't, I don't know what's going to happen. The minute like the episode was over, I felt like I could breathe. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I felt like it was it was okay for me to breathe again. Mm-hmm. Like it, the tense had left the air. Yeah, or whatever. It was, it was tense. Yeah, the the season's been I really will, tense. I will say the good thing about the vixen being there is the racial stuff she's brought up. Yeah, because I feel like it's been it's been an an underlying thing throughout Drag Race forever. Exactly. And you see yeah. it on, you read it on the articles and stuff, but it's never brought up on the show. Exactly. And so it's nice that it was finally brought up on the show. And her and Asia had a great moment, I feel like, this week. Yeah, it was like really, um, it was really redeeming for the Vixen. And it was like, it was something that really needed to be said. And I'm glad it, it happened. It definitely, yeah. It's one of those situations, though, where you're like, okay, the Vixen's not going to change in the in a day. Like yeah. she, she clearly has some things she needs to talk about, talk to someone about, and, yeah. you know, Asia or someone else outside the show, you mm-hmm. know, and I hope she does. I hope it, it seemed like she started understanding some things. Right. And I hope she understands more. Like, that's I just have hope. Right. That's it. Exactly. I have hope for the Vixen. The thing is, is like in in Drag Race and on reality TV, like, you know, when when someone is, you know, controversial or confrontational or whatever, you know, the immediate thing is to just paint them as like a huge fucking villain and that they don't have any good in their life or whatever. And like that's not how humans work. Humans are like huge gray area. And I think the thing that we need to take away from this is that the Vixen was super confrontational and she talked she like 
had all of the energy out of the room. She sucked everything out. Like, there were a lot of things that really rubbed people the wrong way. But that doesn't take away from the fact that the Vixen had some really, really good points when it comes to race and drag race and, you know, black and brown queens and how they're treated. And there was a really good... um conversation about it on the show like you said that hasn't happened before so it's not like that the vixen is you know this huge fucking devil or is like the best queen in the world like they all have baggage and i feel like the vixen definitely showed hers on the show but there were some good things that she talked about too and i thought it was really important and i'm glad that it was said you know but now she's gone yeah, so. I am still I'm still glad she's gone. Yeah. I'm yeah. still just like I'm excited to watch Untucked next week. Mm-hmm. Like I'm excited to live <laughs> my life. And... But I think the biggest gag of the season, besides the Vixen going home this week, was Cameron Michaels winning a fucking challenge. I could not remember her name. I was just trying to be like, who won this challenge? And I was like, I could she picture won a the white person but she, so I clearly. I don't remember her. She hasn't been here all season. Where is no. she been? I thought she worked at craft services. She just looks like every white person I've ever seen at a gym, honestly. <laughs> and so You're not like, wrong. I, I don't, I keep thinking her name is Rob or Jason. <laughs> mm. I just keep throwing through every single is white person. Is she part of the pit crew? Oh my God. Oh my God. She should be part of the pit crew. Right. I want Cameron to come back as part of the pit crew. That'd be amazing. Oh my God. She should. She should. But yeah, so Cameron Cameron won this week. Yeah. The thing thing that I was really surprised with, uh, like, I I just, there's, I love Cameron Michaels. It's just that she doesn't give us anything to work with. Like, I, there was an interview recently where, like, Cameron admitted that, like, she didn't want to stir shit. So she didn't say anything controversial or upsetting in her confessionals. And that's why they don't they aren't using her because she, like, isn't dramatic. And, like, they don't have any, like, any material from her. So obviously she's, like, way in the background doing nothing. Um, but her face was, like, beat this week. And she really looked like Cher. And she did a really good job. And I was like, Shit! Like, damn, Cameron Michaels, forgot you existed, but here you are winning a challenge. I think it was well-deserved. Good job. I agree, yeah. Although, like, they were really hard on Miss Cracker, and I, Miss Crackers was one of my favorites. Yeah, like, Miss Crackers was, was really fun. She did great. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then, like, the judges were kind of uneasy about it, and I was like, she had the accent, she had the look. She Hers had a bow funny. coder, which was funny. Yeah, it was fun. And I feel like they got down on her about the vocoder, but it was like, that was kind of beyond her shtick. control. Yeah. Yeah. That was part of the scene. Yeah. Like that was beyond her control. So I don't know. I thought, I thought that she got some undeserved criticism. And yeah. I think like it's also part of it's just me liking Ms. Cracker. Yeah. There's definitely but, a bias there for me, too. Yeah, I don't think she should have been safe. Was it she was she safe this week again? I was she bottom safe? I don't remember. I don't I think she was just safe safe. She okay. was just one of those middle ones, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I'll look it up. Hold on. I'll go to the wikia. Who the, else is left who's awful? Cuz we got rid of Monique. <sighs> who else? Yeah, hold on. Who else is Monique left? just I just I don't even know who's left. I don't even know who's left. I Aquaria, do Aquaria. She's there. Mm. 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 I I don't I still don't know how to think about Aquaria. Right, I know. I um, definitely if I would never want to meet her. Yeah, Miss Cracker was safe this week. Aquaria was low and was safe. She was in the bottom three and got saved, and the bottom yeah. two was Asia and the Vixen. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Asia looked great. I thought. 
Yeah, Asia. Looks and then really she was good. complaining about the difference between like glitter and rhinestones, and I was, I like, was like, "Honey, you're splitting hairs. Glitter is not like a noun. It's like if it glitters. Yeah, it you glitters. Know? Like it shimmers. Mm-hmm. It's like get out of here. You do not fucking need to interpret it right. like that. And then Eureka was safe. Miss Cracker, you're right, was safe. Uh, Monet Exchange was high, but didn't win. I feel like Monet probably would have won. Um, I, I think the judges complained about her her runway look a little bit. I think she got some critiques about that, and that's probably why she didn't get the win that week. And Cameron did. Um, but yeah, no, um, I mean, like, what? I, I don't know. Oh, go on. Oh, I was just gonna say the um, the challenge this week. I like. I thought it was gonna be like a D minus. But I was I was surprised it was like a C plus. Like that's kind of how. What I did you about think it. about Eureka's story about why she was traumatized dancing and singing? I feel like that was fed by the producers. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think that that's real. was one of the most insane things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I have like, to say, I felt I like was, that was some reality TV bullshit right there. I did not know what to think about that. I didn't know what to think about that. And didn't one of the other queens wasn't, weren't they like, we all have something, but yeah, it's like, we all have baggage. Like we all have fucking stage fright. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those situations where like, you can't really speak out against it because it has to do with like, you know, yeah abuse or something but it's also but like then, you're kind of side-eyeing it at the same well, time yeah because you're like, mm, you're like yeah and that's the kind of thing that like you know it's gonna come back and we're gonna get in trouble about later but uh, you know yeah, if yeah, anybody yeah. watched the show you're really you were like what it seemed very like out of i mean i don't know eureka and i wouldn't say out of it character seemed, because eureka has she has excuses for everything but it's just so seemed, like, left untimely field. yeah it was very out of i left was field. just like what did she just say it's like what <laughs> like what is this like i'm gonna need you to write a book about this one story because i need to understand this story <laughs> I need right the now full details of i need what the this full version was. oh my lord lord anyway so, good episode yeah it was a good episode I, I i was surprised that the challenge was better than i anticipated cameron michaels i was very surprised did a really good job um yeah and then what's next week it's it's like breast world or something it's like a it's a it's a um it's West making world. fun of west world and yeah. it's a, i think it's an acting challenge or something i don't know but there's who's you know, left? cameron michaels monet exchange eureka cracker aquaria asia o'hara Every time Cameron Michaels doesn't wear that god-awful breast piece <laughs> that she has, I am so happy because that thing is so hideous. Mm, yeah, it's it's a lot. It just looks, and it's and used it's, a lot, too. So it's like, it's, She uses it so much, and she always has to have, like, a necklace, you know, mm-hmm. covering the line or whatever. And it yeah. just looks so tacky yeah. every time she's worn it. I'm so over it. Boobs for queens. Boobsforqueens.com. Oh, my God. Plates. It's so bad. It's so bad. Okay, anyway. Let's anyway. move on. Let me yeah, move on. There was your Drag Race update. Ta-da. These uh. are a few of our favorite things. So, Joe. Yeah. What's your favorite thing this week? Mine's a video game. What? And I got it on sale. I would never have paid full price for this. Mm. But it's, I just love this this sound that you're making where you have a... Are you drinking something with a straw in an empty cup? I can't with this ASMR right now. <laughs> Sorry. It's kill- it's, no, it's amazing. I just love that it has happened like two mm. or three times. It's Sorry. so fetch. Um, Dead by Daylight. I'm choking. Oh, here she goes. Dead by Daylight starring Sam Ravioli. Um, okay. So 
I I watched a bunch of streamers play Dead by Daylight when it was in beta, like a long time ago. And there's mm-hmm. like a split between people that play um, Friday the 13th and people that play Death by Daylight. Because they're similar. They're definitely not the exact same games. But they, they, they're both horror games. They're both like you can play as the, as the um, killer. You can play as the people trying to get away from the killer. They're both kind of like glorified hide and seek sort of games. Um, but I've really enjoyed watching people play Dead by Daylight a long time ago. Um, and I'm, yeah. I'm glad that you got it. I'm curious what you thought of it. Because it's like you have to play with like other people online and stuff. So I was curious if well, you liked that. Okay, so the premise, of course, as you know, four people are the survivors, and then one person's the killer. Mm -hmm. And there are different killers with different abilities, like some can phase through walls, some can put down bear traps, some can, like, turn invisible. Mm -hmm. Um, And then all of the survivors kind of have their own thing, too. Yeah. Um, Whereas... Well, when I was looking at reviews and stuff and how many downloads each game had, it seemed like Dead by Daylight had a lot more than Friday the 13th. Yeah, yeah. Dead by Daylight's been out like at least a year and a half longer than Friday the 13th, mm. I believe. Um, So I, I went ahead and went with that one and also mm. it was the one that was on sale. And it's I mean, been, there you it's go. It's been pretty fun so mm-hmm. far. Like, honestly, you can hide in a crate and let your friends, like, you let your teammates do all the work. Yeah. Oh, or you, you can, can just hide. Die. And it, yeah, die too. <laughs> It's. It seems nice. The like level progression system seems decent, mm-hmm. but there's like this. You get a competitive rank, which I don't understand. What it, I'm pretty sure mine's horribly low. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't want to play competitive. I guess it's fine if you do. But it's yeah. just kind of fun for me. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. Nice. I play as um. Oh, I don't remember her name, but I'm always uh, the female character who's like out of high school or something like that. You oh, know, that's I'm like so living. You. I'm living my, you know, my true self in a exactly. horror movie, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, Joseph and it's Bird's fun, song, the you know, teenage just, girl. And a match can last anywhere from like 10 minutes to like fucking 45. Yeah. You know, depending on how uh, good people are doing. Yeah. I just like to what I honestly like doing is dying really fast. Mm-hmm. And then you get to spectate. Yeah. You get to spectate the other players and then you can just judge yeah. them. And they usually do so well. So mm-hmm. I like to die really fast and then just watch them. And then if you stay <laughs> in the game, you still get like all their points. What? Oh, that's great. Yeah, you like you. So I don't like to leave the lobby. I like to stay in, take notes, you mm-hmm. know, just watch my friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes watch sense. my friends run around. Yeah, oh it's my fun. God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How much was it when it was on game. sale? Oh, let's see. I think I got it. It's on Humble Bundle. Oh, OK. Oh, my God. I might right have to get now. it then. Yeah, yeah. Let me see. Dead. Oh, wait. Here it is. Here's the email. Humble's for the store is, you know what? Doesn't say in the email. Mm, so. Let me see if it's on right so, now. So, doesn't say. Oh, here What's... it is. Here it is. I got it for twelve fifty. Oh, that's not bad at all. I know. That's a really good price for that game. Yeah, it's twelve. dollars it eleven ninety nine like... right now on Humble Bundle. Well, shoot. I got ripped off. <laughs> I think, I know. I think it was just, t- I think you were taxed for it. Oh, listen. Why don't they take off the part that they were going to give to charity. I don't you know, know what I mean? Man. I don't you know, understand like give the money works. back to me. I need right? the money. That's the charity. Yeah, the charity is we're donating it to Joe. Exactly. Patreon.com slash the show Sam and Joe. There you go. Can't, oh my God. If what? we listed ourselves as a charity, <laughs> could we get oh. on Humble Bundle? Um, I, have feel people, like, I feel uh-oh. like that's against the FTC and FCC uh-oh. and IRS. Uh-oh. I don't know. We'll keep uh-oh. you posted. <laughs> <laughs> I am filing as a charity next year. <laughs> Please believe me. We, we are officially a nonprofit. 
in which we make no profit oh, and you guys give oh, us honey. yours. That's non-profit? the nonprofit. Oh, honey. Your nonprofit <laughs> never has a has a word been more accurate to what we do, honey. Nonprofit. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I might have to pick up Dead Patreon. by Patreon.com slash the show Sam and Joe people. Please give us money. We always need it. Please hit it, hit it up. Hit, hit it, up, it up, girl. Uh, what's your favorite thing this week? Well, my favorite thing, it's actually, it's a little bit convoluted. It's a little bit complicated, but I'm going to try to <laughs> explain it a little bit. And this is making up for the fact that, like, what was my favorite thing last week? Like, a fucking grocery store. A grocery I store. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've gone to that grocery store many a time. Uh, and you found it, the Winsleydale. You sent me I a did, picture. I, yeah, I found the Winsleydale. The cheese that uh, Joe was talking about was, I don't I don't remember if this was in the after show or if it was in the regular show. But Joe I was think talking the regular. About, yeah, because we didn't do an after show last week. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So you were talking about the the cheese that you're... And your parents are going to go to England soon anyway, so... Back to their ancestral homeland. Oh, the bird songs or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyways, my favorite thing this week is the um, homebrew community for the Nintendo Switch. It's happening I've been keeping tabs on them. And did you hear about this unpatchable exploit that um, came out about oh, like a month ago or like maybe like two or three weeks ago? About yeah, the Nintendo I Switch? heard. They yeah. hacked it. It's really interesting. So I've I've been a connoisseur of the homebrew scene for Nintendo for a while. I've been keeping up when the Wii got hacked, when the 3DS got hacked, when the Wii U got hacked, which was actually very recently. Um but yeah, a lot of the vulnerabilities are software vulnerabilities in which they found, you know, they find holes in the software and then they can essentially inject some custom code in order to take hold of some part of the hardware. You know, that's a very simplified way of explaining it. But um, so uh, uh, with the, those software exploits in sort of operating systems and hardware and et cetera, a lot of software exploits can be patched by Nintendo. Like they can be like, OK, we're sending out uh, an update to patch this exploit and then you won't be able to use our online features unless you update to the most recent firmware. Like that's that's how they get you. It's like, you know, these exploits yeah. are out in the wild and Nintendo's like, OK, we're patching it. And you have to update if you want to play online or buy games or et cetera. That's kind of how they get people to stay up to date. Well, this unpatchable exploit that came out recently, it is not a software exploit. It's a hardware exploit. Um, so there is a there's a problem with the Tegra 1X processor that's inside of the Nintendo Switch. Um, and the problem is that there's a way to bypass the Nintendo Switch's bootloader, which is encrypted. And there's a bunch of like fuses and shit. It's very hard to get to via software. But there's like an open hole to get to it if you short out a couple um, pins in the right Joy-Con um, connection on the on the Nintendo Switch. What happens is you short out these two pins, and then you can boot into essentially like a um, like it's called like a DFU mode. There, it's if you know anything about like phones, Android phones, or or, um, or iOS phones, there's something called a DFU mode, which essentially gives you access to um, like pushing updates via the um connection to it like the the um the lightning cable or the usb cable it essentially gives you um access to a lot of the hardware internals so what happens is you um you short out these two little pins and then you um you turn on the the nintendo switch into like safe mode or whatever and it boots into this dfu mode and it can be detected by a computer or a phone and then you push a payload to it via software on your computer and it'll it'll run it and so essentially you have internal access to the switch 
via this hardware exploit. And it's allowed people to start developing homebrew for it, which is really interesting because the past, I think it was like within the last week, Nintendo announced that like the virtual console brand isn't coming to the the Nintendo Switch. So people are all up in arms, including myself. Being like, well, I want virtual console games on my Switch. And like, what are they going to do? Are they going to do like a, a subscription service? Well, like, we don't have information about this. But they are just not. Honestly, I think they're just not going to call it virtual console. That's what a lot like, of people They never said, we're not going to have those games. They just right. said, hey, we're not going to have virtual console, which is just what they've called it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's, what I think. It's just but unclear because Nintendo hasn't said what exactly they're going to do. So a lot of people are like, oh, and what's And they happening? like never, they never do until they release it. But right. what also is rubbing people the wrong way is the whole cloud saves thing. Right. Like you can only, they finally announced they're going to have cloud saves, mm-hmm. but you're going to have to pay for that. Exactly. Like it's not free. It's part of Nintendo's online, mm-hmm. like what is it, 20 bucks a year or something like yeah, that? Yeah, which, so isn't, it's which isn't expensive, expensive, but also no. it's like you shouldn't have to pay money to back up your saves in the first place in no. my opinion and if like if that's going to cost you money you should be able to back them up like physically to some to like some other game card or something you exactly know what I mean? and so you when, have the option to do that so. yeah when it comes to homebrew there's obviously like a huge piracy community around it like a lot of people like just want free games which is like a thing that just kind of happens with homebrew it comes with the with the territory but there's also some like really interesting and legitimate things like someone got linux like the whole operating system linux running on the switch which opens up a world of possibilities in terms of app development and other things but also at this very moment there is a beta of a custom firmware that can be pushed via this um this this hardware exploit that has a an application that lets you save all of your Nintendo Switch saves to the SD card and so you can um back up and restore your Nintendo Switch saves which is like fucking huge like the fact that we have this capability right now is amazing the fact that we didn't have this capability when the Switch came out is infuriating infuriating but this is the sort of shit that happens when like, OK, we really want this feature and we feel like we deserve it. So we're just going to develop it with this loophole and this exploit. So right now yeah. you could you could boot your switch up and back up your saves. And I'm thinking about doing it this weekend just just in case, just because I can, just because I feel like I should be able to. But essentially, my favorite thing is the hacking scene that's happening right now, because it's like things are happening at a fucking rapid pace right now because everyone is Loving the Nintendo Switch and everyone wants to get their hands on it. But also, since this hardware um, exploit got released, people want the Switch more because it just got announced today that Nintendo is most likely going to release or uh, is going to continue releasing the Switch. But they're going to patch this hardware exploit for like the newer Switches that are coming out in the next batch that they release. So people are scrambling trying to get like the switch that's exploitable before the new switches. I mean, not like new, but like, you know, uh, the switches that become available that don't have this exploit in there because they patched it via hardware. So it's right. it's just really interesting to look at and to, you know, to follow um, just because it's it's happening at like a crazy pace um, compared to a lot of other Nintendo consoles. Because usually it takes like years for this shit to get going. And the switch has been out for like what, like a year and a half? And we already have a hardware exploit that's like unpatchable by a Nintendo. So it's crazy. I've just been enjoying the ride. There you go. There's my Sam nerding out about the Switch for a little bit. Wow. What was the last time you took a breath? (sighs) I don't know. Take a breath, honey. (gasps) 
<laughs> and you know what? I filed next year's taxes while you were doing that. Honestly, I filed the pro- next four years worth of taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and you mean, at least someone's filing early because I sure ain't. I oh, wait till honey. the last minute. Oh, honey. That's true. That's the truth. Well, it is great that like I've I've been following it simply for the physical backup of your saves. You yeah, know what I mean? Huge. Like it's, it's really just, huge. They really dropped the ball mm-hmm. with not being able to let people back up their own saves. Right. Like I right now, I don't ha- I don't want to like I'm glad I have one of those switches that could be exploited, but mm-hmm. I don't have any desire to do it right now. I'm just exactly. like every morning I I just pray that my switch doesn't break until September or whenever. Right. Is that when it's Nintendo yeah, Online I, yeah, comes out? I, Nintendo Online comes out in September. So it's like if you if your switch can survive until September and you got to pay the, the 20 bucks a year, which, of course, I'm going to. Like, the thing is, oh, is like yeah. it's, it's not about the price. It's about the fact that, like, you're going to have to pay it all to back up your games at all. And even when you're backing up your yeah. games, you're backing it up to the cloud. You can't back it up, like, physically to your device. Well... The thing that annoys me is Nintendo doesn't even have dedicated servers. Right. So, like, when you're paying for, you are essentially only playing, paying for your backup cloud storage because you're not getting servers at all. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all, they like, when you play a game with Splatoon, they're using one of the people who has the best internet as the server. Yeah. You know? Like, it's just, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. So... Like, if they had dedicated servers, I'd feel a lot better about paying for it. Yeah. But, but it's like, what all play. am I going to get for they this? Like, yeah. They, like, don't even let you play unless mm. you pay, so. Well, if you can't wait Whatever. until September to back up your saves, you can do a little research online. Um, the custom firmware is called Atmosphere. A full re- uh, version of it's going to be released by the end of the summer, allegedly. But there's a version out now that allows you to run some custom applications, including an application that allows you to back up and restore your save files. So I'm going to look into it a little bit. Um, I might, you know, try it out. There's and, and there's a you know convoluted way you have to like short circuit a pin in your switch and you have to do it safely and whatever. So, you know, do it at your own risk if you're interested in it. But just reading about it um, and just seeing the the scene flourish because of this is really interesting. And I, I hope that wonderful things happen in the homebrew community. Also, I really hope that wow. Nintendo lets us fucking back up our saves without <laughs> paying any mainly. money. Because honestly, like 98% of Switch owners aren't going to do any of this. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's nice that it's there, but I have no desire. Exactly. Like, right. I don't got time. It should be accessible Although, to everyone. Nintendo. It should be accessible to everyone. That's true. <sighs> yeah. There you go. Favorite well, good things. Good favorite things. Good favorite things. Um, um, what? Nothing. <laughs> Just thinking about you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, we're running a little bit over time. Um, do we want to do our question or do we want to save it? Let's save it. Okay. Because I think the question itself is going to take time to answer. Yeah, I feel like we need to give it a good amount of time to answer. Yeah, so, yeah. I've got a, I've got a sick fella and a sick piggy on my oh, hands. Oh, so I didn't know piggy we was will. sick. Well, he's still got his eye situation. I got to clean his eyes out tonight. Ugh, children are just such a responsibility. Oh my God, they are. They really, and I got to clean Justin's eyes out, you know. <sighs> And you're going to have to clean your eyes out. Then clean my eyes out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. Well, thank you for listening. We will have a bonus episode this week. Next week, we are taking off because there are five Thursdays this month. Whenever there's five, we always do just four. Mm -hmm. Um, My parents are going to be in town. Ravioli's got some family stuff, I think, going on. Yep, I do. um, Taking off next week, but then we'll be back again the next week with the regular episode. Yep, that sounds good. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. 
Thanks for listening to the show. Subscribe to us on iTunes or via SoundCloud at theshowsamandjoe.com. You can also support us to help keep the podcast going at our Patreon, patreon.com slash theshowsamandjoe. Patrons also gain access to exclusive content like bonus audio clips, music downloads, handwritten letters from Sam and me, or the opportunity to get interviewed in an episode of the show. Also, you can text us or call us and leave us a voicemail with questions or comments, or leave us a message on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the show Sam and Joe. And if we like what we hear, we may play your message in a future show. That number is 516-500-SHOW or 516-500-7469. We also want to give a big personal thanks to the podcast patrons who have donated $5 or more. Thank you to Alex P. Alex S. Allison B. Ben B. Carolyn A. David M. Darren C. Devin D. Feliciano D. Henrich B. Jack C. Julian S. Justin. Kevin V. Kylon C. Marianne J. Maurice W. Megan N. Michael C. Nick I. Nikki Q. Pablo F. Scott A. Vincent L. And Zachy. As usual, thanks to all our listeners, and we'll see you all next week on... The The Show. Show!